Featuring the Sovereign Soundboard. As always, you can catch us on most platforms streaming podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, several others, Spreaker, Podbean, um, other stuff, just whatever it is you listen to podcasts on. We are on it. Man. If you're uh, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review and, uh, you know, say good things about us. Tell us how much you love us. Gas us up so we can look good for other people who may want to listen to our show. You're just helping us out. I'm just asking for help. You, I mean, you can lie for us. It's cool. Like, we, we, we good for it. I can guarantee you that. Uh, links to all the platforms are available at ykwrestling.com. Uh, also on ykwrestling.com, we got these uh, NWO-inspired Black Lives Matter shirts. Nobody's wearing them today. Usually, like, one of us will wear it, but nobody's wearing it today. Like, mine's in the in the laundry, so I don't have mine ready. Uh, I don't know where like, Katie had to fumble for the John Cena shirt. Uh, I think Reek was expecting Becky to return tonight, so he got the Becky shirt on. I don't know what shirt Matt got on. Uh, I, what shirt is that? That's, that's Star Wars. That, would, that would be a Mankind Boiler Room shirt. Oh, see, I'm blind. Uh, it <laughs> definitely look like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi from here. I don't know why. <laughs> it looked like Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi from here. Only three people get that right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're on a good start, guys. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, links, links to those... Uh, Shirts are available at ykwrestling.com and the money is donated uh, to causes benefiting Black Lives Matter because if you donate to the actual Black Lives Matter, they just spend the money on like videos of somebody twerking on the MLK statue for his birthday and stuff like that. So yeah. Another fund we can donate to is corbinfund.com. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Nope. 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 We, mm. We're not, we're not doing that tonight. Nope. If you, if you donate to the Corbin fund, you may not listen to Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. You will be blocked on site. It's cool. I'm the one that has control of uh, the social media. So I'll just unblock y'all because <clears throat> pay respect to Baron Corbin here on this show. It, Only you. If Only you please. donate to CorbinFund.com, and I find out about it, I will bring Reek on our show and we will roast you on our show. So yep. I'll be making without, a list. Without mercy. Sure. Uh, if you're following <laughs> us on Twitter, join our conversation using the hashtag YKWPod. As always, I am the Thespian TC Fontaine. 
I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Nature Boy, Reek Flair. Woo! And from the number one wrestling podcast on Pearl Hub, the HWBIC, the warden Matt Ritter is in the building because it's a pay-per-view recap. So you know he's here. And then I'm just going to pass on the duties to Reek because I don't want to overstep my boundaries. So proceed, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us for on this. What, what's up? What's up? Are you reinstating duties? Because I thought they were suspended. Oh, oh, oh thank you. Good looking. Good looking, man. I, oh, I almost forgot. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, due to uh, circumstances outside of my control, my advocacy uh, duties are currently temporarily suspended, uh, pending some some events that need to take place first. Uh, Katie's been slacking on her cinema, so. Uh, we need to get Fuck that situated you. first. And uh, once that happens, I will resume my glorious introductions. Uh, I will be taking one break to do that uh, next week because I know y'all are coming. The Sheely Showcase is coming to Young Kings Wrestling. We'll plug that at the end. Uh, I will give a little, a little, little, little cut, you, give, cut you some slack and do some intros for that because you both guys are going to both be there. But outside of that, suspended pending uh, completion of your, your uh, tasks for this you. weekend. So, so since Yo, you didn't want to do it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> host of the She Leads Showcase from the Smack Raw podcast, I call her Katie Vick. She runs the candy shop. She is the sun through which she's seen through a revolving door at the mall. The one, the only, Katie Katie Bay Bay. Thank you. Thank you. At least somebody right saw my bag. I said pending completion, so I wasn't aware of this, so like I can't be held accountable. I, I forgot, I forgot. Matt, Matt just so, reminded but me. But I, I will say, say I no. Will see, say I didn't this. forget. I was just gonna let it slide. But fuck you, Matt. I know you were. I know you were. <laughs> I will say this. I, I I do agree with uh with Reek on this. Uh, since I was not invited to the super show, but all the other you know main co-hosts of oh all the podcasts. My God. <laughs> Whatever. Worry, I have sorry. a feeling next time there's a super show, you'll get the invite over Reek. So I hope so. Or you just invite everybody. Like it's cool. But... I mean, maybe. We'll see. Now I will say the only reason you've been left off things is because there is there is a super show chat that existed and you weren't added to it. So a lot of stuff gets talked about there, and that's how stuff comes wow. about. So <laughs> knock all this shit over. I'm just saying, if you get into that uh, chat, you'll be there for all the discussions of the stuff that we come up with. That's true, but I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I keep you in the loop still because you know we got the, we, we got the, 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 you know, the big shows on mine that we're doing like you know for like Nightmare and Elm Street, Friday Thirteenth, all that stuff. So, you know, I, I, I keep you updated when I can. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. Hey man, uh, I'm gonna start this show off because we we very lively. So I'm sorry to kind of get a little sad momentarily. I uh, just want to send out our condolences to Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, uh, who passed away this week at age 71. Uh, Hall of Fame class member, I want to say 04, if not 05. I'll have to double check that. But uh, Hall of Famer, he was uh, in the first ever WrestleMania main event, uh, teamed with Roddy Piper. Uh, he lost to Mr. T and his partner at WrestleMania 1 in New York City. 
uh, last living member of the Heenan family. It was 2005. 05, okay. I think my joke got no soul, so I'm just going to keep moving on. Somebody will catch it. I think uh, I think we were all looking up when he was in the Hall of Fame for you, so you could keep talking and nobody was listening to the words you were saying. Okay, I got to keep it good, man. Uh, I, 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 tend to, I tend to know sell the, the jokes because, he you know. He does know sell it, my it, jokes. It, it, it's, 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 it's just going to take me way off, way off. Like, the jokes are for entertainment, and I think it would be more entertaining <laughs> if you laugh. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, I, I could say the same thing to you, TC, when you just get quiet when I say shit, but, you know. If I have to ask you to laugh, then that's just but, a pity but also, I'm not looking I don't, for a pity laugh. And I, and I don't know, Cell, either. Like, I make a face, and it's like, the face is entertaining enough. So if you're watching on Pornhub, which you should be watching Smacking It Raw podcast when you're on Pornhub, you know, you can smack it raw and then watch Smacking It Raw. You know what I'm saying? Oh no! I just meant on here, like before you guys were doing video, oh. when you would just make a face and no one could see it. Then I just looked stupid, so I, I needed you to laugh then. <laughs> oh, it would just get quiet. It was it was intended sabotage. Mm-hmm. It's not the same if you ask him to laugh though, because he's he's an actor. Like that, that's, that's what, what you do. Yeah, I make faces. I react to stuff. R.P. Mister Wonderful, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to tell my joke again. Uh, he participated in the first ever WrestleMania main event, teamed with Roddy Piper, and lost to Mr. T and his partner. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Hey, man. All right. Uh, All right. You got that one. <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, did y'all check out Kevin Nash on the Broken Skull Sessions? About halfway I'm through not... it. And I'm with you. I'm not happy that they censored it. I no, wanted that uncensored. I need, I, I need the whole, like, however long they were talking. Like, this shit was less than 90 minutes. I need the whole thing with the curse words. And I, there was there was one part that I actually, I, this was my last stop on it. Uh, Kevin Nash compared himself to Tupac. So I'm, I'm going to go rewind that to gain some more context about why he said that. Because uh, I, oh. I just don't know uh, the context. But I'll give it to him, though. I don't know. He compared himself to Tupac, bro. I gotta hear this. I guess because like he said he was like the only dude wearing a bandana in the locker room at the time in WCW in '96. I don't believe that. No, I don't need in in, in '96. I don't believe that at all. Not not in the locker room with. Oh well, in the WWF. That I mean, even maybe X Pac wasn't yet, but I think X Pac was still in WWF. If you're talking WCW, you had Conan over there. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. You had plenty of dudes over there. But Conan wasn't, you know, he wasn't Conan yet. He was still was Conan in the locker room. He may not have been Conan on screen. Um, what's his name? Um, Hooventude? Wasn't Hooventude over there? Uh, he just he, he actually just showed up uh, on the last. So he oh, just showed up for Bash 96, at the Beach. You know. Yeah, he just showed up at uh, Bash at the Beach. Was his first match with Mysterio. Yeah. All right, so, so Nash yeah, was there I before. I definitely Hoobie. don't believe that. Nash was there before Hoogie, then, in that case. A couple weeks. Yeah. I don't know. But don't believe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it back. Anytime uh, anytime Kevin Nash is on anything, I like you to me. That's my guy. Uh, also, this is not wrestling related, but RIP Bismarcky is what. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. That's a he, he, he was gotta stop a rapper. That's unfortunate because he was only 57. That's a yeah. that's a long time to be living as a rapper. And people gotta stop premature tweeting RIPs too. Yeah. Like they tweeted out like two think, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Like this that that was crazy. Then, then they said he wasn't gonna make it through the weekend, and it's, it's been two weeks after. So I mean, well, they did the same thing with DMX. Like they said he was no. dead a whole week before he was dead. Yeah, it's more important for people to get out that they're the first one to either break the news or wish him, you know, rest in peace, than it is to actually get the facts straight. Yeah, and that's, that's TMZ's fault. Oh yeah, which yeah, is they, like they, terrible. It's it's TMZ's fault because. They were the first people to report that Michael Jackson died and nobody believed them. So then when it came out, they're like, damn, TMZ was the first people to report that Michael Jackson was dead. Then now I think that's just everybody just doing it for clout. People want to be first all the time because like mm -hmm. people just somehow believe the first person that say something sometimes. I don't know. Yeah. Wrestling guys. Wrestling podcast. Y'all watch Anniversary? No. No. <laughs> they are like so offended because I was like, "Why are you laughing at me watching?" Because we come on here all the. I come on here for every recap and every time you bring up NW or uh, TNA Impact, you know I don't watch that stuff. I told you I've tried to watch it. Maybe one I day can't get into change. it. They had fans Any last night. Yeah, I, I did Moose become champion? Nope. Kenny no. Omega still champion? Yep. Unfortunately. Then I will not be watching until that <laughs> changes. When Jay White showed up. So that was kind of dope. Yeah, let me run it down, man. Um, yeah, new knockout. Who fucks tag. Jay White? Oh. Uh, <laughs> is he from that Japanese mania thing that you and uh, what's her name we're talking about? What's her name? Japanese mania. Savannah, your co host. Apparently, there's like. Apparently, there's wrestling in Japan, and people know about it. Apparently, he was no-selling no Wrestle Kingdom when they was talking about wow. it. Wow, we called it Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I watched Wrestle Kingdom the last two years. It's actually fun. Like, you know. I just, I've also tried watching New Japan, and I don't know. I just I couldn't get into it the few times I tried watching. I watched the Kenny Omega Jericho match that everyone hyped up. I didn't think it was... Everything see, that's, 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 see that's where you're wrong. You can't watch. You can't watch the shit from New Japan that everybody, you know, and Alpha Seltzer hypes up. You gotta watch other stuff because, like, they overhype that shit. Kenny and Jericho is not as good to me, <coughs> but Kenny and Okada, the second one, does live up to the hype a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, give that. That is true. I'll give him that. But yeah, uh, let's run down Slammiversary real quick. We're not going to spend too much time on it. I had a rant for them, uh, but they they have, uh, yeah, I'm not going to spend no time on that. But we got new Knockouts Tag Champs, uh, DK, uh, which is Havoc and Rosemary. They defeated Fire <laughs> Flavor, Tasha Stills, and Kiara Hogan, uh, which, you know, I kind of don't care about Havoc and Rosemary. That's just, you know, not my cup of tea. Uh, we also got new men's tag champs. The Good Brothers win for the second time. And when the Good Brothers won the tag titles back, I knew the writing was on the wall for the main event, but I kept watching. Uh, Ultimate X returned to Slammiversary. And uh, one of the best submission spots I've seen in a while. Uh, you should go check that out. 
that 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 was crazy. Yeah, that was okay. definitely crazy. Yeah, I I've never seen no shit like that before. I enjoyed that. Uh, Chelsea Green and Mickey James made their return to Impact Wrestling. Uh, Chelsea Green teamed up with her fiance Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, to take I on she Brian. Was Ma- yeah, was she, she lying? No, she had a, <laughs> had a casting. She was wrestling with her casting. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, they took on Brian Myers and uh, Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Emma. So, a very WWE uh, match that was going on here. Uh, Mickey James also debuted uh, and, uh, you know, laid down the challenge, per se, to Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, speaking of Deanna Perrazzo, uh, we got appearances from Thunder Rosa, who accepted that uh, open challenge from Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, she lost, but it was a good match. And, uh, yeah, I Jay, checked that out. Yeah, that, that was cool. Uh, and Jay White uh, from New Japan, former uh, New Japan uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I think he's the never open weight champion now. Uh, confronted mm-hmm. Kenny Omega. Uh, he's a leader of the Bullet Club. And uh, Kenny Omega uh, still thinks he's a leader of the Bullet Club. So he confronted him and then the feed cut. Yeah, yeah. Nah, they got. I was they got pulled up on. They got pulled up on by Finn Juice. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Finn Juice uh, came out, uh, and then you know Jay White fucked him up. Uh, we also got the debut of No Way Jose in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> copyright or something like? No, he, he can use that. That's what I said. But they're calling him No Way. They introduce him as No Way Jose, but. His name is No Way, which is how they get around it. Which I remember the dude who is No Way Jose said he wasn't doing the gimmick no more. But I guess, you know, when the bills need to be paid. <laughs> when the bills need to be paid, do what you got to do. He, he, just, I, I he, just, he just lucky they had fans for that because it, it definitely wouldn't have hit. No, 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 no. Uh, well, I did then, see something with Deanna Peraza where she was doing like a contract signing and... Uh, the guy that Miguel runs Kim. Impact, I think. Yeah, Scott Demore. Sure, that guy. Uh, Scott Demore was like, Team Camp. You didn't watch. You didn't. You never watched TNA back in the day. No. What? No. You you did from when like Kurt Angle and Christian and all the guys this thing like you didn't watch it then. I watched like a really 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 little bit when they were still on Spike for like a short period of time, but like I didn't watch watch. But uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, that guy, uh, Team Canada guy, uh, was dropping hints and everything and said something about no hey, Jose, and then Tommy Dreamer popped his head in and was all like, oh, yeah, we still didn't hire him. So they even used his name in that segment and called him No Way Jose. So at that point, I was wondering, like, wow, they can say that? Like, Yeah. The fuck? WWE probably doesn't care enough to go, you know, after somebody legally over No Way Jose. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste my time. Couldn't couldn't let China use her name though. She did use her name. It spelled it differently. It's a China doll. She spelled it with an it's... I. I mean, are you comparing the level of popularity and prestige that China no, had no. to yeah, like, no, like, like, like it's, he it's said not even, it's not worth going game. after No Way Jose? And you're like, they went after China. Like China yeah, was fucking No Way Jose out here. Like. You just prove my point. Come on now. <laughs> I'm not even I'm not gonna let that slide. Like 
I was gonna let it slide, but they no. make they make point is they make too much money to be tripping over this bullshit. That's my that part I agree. They with. gotta protect their IP. That's what every corporation do. That's what Disney do. Like Disney will go after their IP so quick. It's you know. It's yeah. Uh, one yeah. more one more bit of impact talk, and then uh, we'll be done. You know. So happy. Happy for you guys who don't want to hear about Impact anymore. Uh, Bound for Glory was announced uh, this October in Las Vegas, and they're tapped in because I literally tweeted at Impact Wrestling about an hour before they showed the vignette asking, could Bound for Glory be in Vegas? And then they're like, here, nigga, damn. And now we got Vegas <laughs> getting SummerSlam and the, the WrestleMania equivalent for Impact Wrestling in the same year. Oh, I thought that was their Hall of Fame. It's their yeah, main your, hall of, your hall of fame is uh around bound, bound for, glory. for glory sounds like a hall of fame ceremony not a not a pay-per-view yeah you know what? i i said this I, I said the same thing when like back in 07 when they first had bound for glory and they were building as their wrestlemania and i'm like slammiversary right there but whatever bro uh nxt is gonna run through nxt uh Somebody catch me up on a few other things because I did not finish NXT yet, and I also did not finish all of AEW for the first like half hour. So uh, NXT, I watched uh, Cross and Gargano for the NXT title, and uh, yeah, my, my guy Joe got choked out post match, so it looks like he's cleared. And uh, some some weekend's gonna be fun. We gonna get that in Vegas. I need it. I needed to take it. First off, first off, I, 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 I didn't care what the, the, the circumstances were going to be around the match as long as we got it. Like, Johnny could have won the belt and we could still could have did the match and would have been fine. But now it looks like Joe might just beat Cross for the title, which is even better for me because I guess Cross is on his way up soon anyway because they're doing dark matches for him or whatever. I I don't care either way. Realistically, it, it would make sense because who else is really built up to take the title off him? If, if Johnny, if you got Johnny out the way, I mean, you got what? You got Pete Dunn, but he's been like, they've been doing lukewarm with him since he's been back. He had that one match. Uh, Finn's gone. Adam Cole and Kyle still got to finish this shit that they're doing. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with Joe at this point. But I just want to see the match. I don't give a fuck. That, that, that's, that's beautiful for me. And then then, then we're going to get Zia Lee and Raquel next week, or Tuesday, for the women's title. And just drop a little nugget on you or some news. I don't know how that's going to turn out because apparently uh, tomorrow night on Raw, there's a big debut of a hometown Texan. Raquel Gonzalez is from Texas. So I don't know how that, that title match is going to turn out, but I wouldn't be mad at that either because, you know, Zaylee got one of the dopest gimmicks in the game right now. So, I mean, a lot of people from Texas don't necessarily know it's her. Um, other things that happened on NXT, we had uh, some great shit that you said you were going to tune in for the uh, Cameron Grimes LA Night skits. Those are fun. Those are fun. I watched those. Hell yeah. I uh, love those. He tried to cock block Candice LeRae. Yeah, I saw that. And Mandy Rose showed up too. I saw that as well. Mm-hmm. Aliyah got the call up. Yeah, Robert Stonebrand should be filing bankruptcy, you know? Uh, looks like they're getting co-opted by uh, Frankie Monet, so maybe the Frankie Monet brand here, real quick. Ooh, okay. Manny showed up for that too, so I don't know. Like, 
what was or or she just was just there. Uh, so I, I didn't I didn't I didn't peep this until like when the break was getting ready to start. So apparently Dana's pregnant. And uh, that. maybe that contributed to the split between her and Mandy. Yeah, <laughs> is it Batista's. <laughs> is it no, she's a she. She she got she got engaged to a whole other guy. Like oh, and his cancer is not some in the other, game some other no more. Been, it, yeah, huh? Don't nobody That's want Dana Brooke fucking anybody but Batista. Nobody cares about her fiance. I need that, that to be Batista's baby. That was prophecy that was Very. I was very invested in that story. <laughs> I was too. I, I was it was like, the greatest thing Dana Brooke ever did in wrestling yeah. was True. that story with her and Batista. Yeah. For real though. Yeah. NXT was fun. Yeah. Uh, AW, I saw a little bit of that. I still got to watch uh, Moxley and uh, and Carl Anderson. I got to watch that one. Uh, but we got Ryan Cage. I say Ryan Cage. Ryan's, who the fuck is Ryan? Brian Cage <laughs> and Ricky Starks. For the FTW championship, uh, Ricky Starks uh, goes over, and I think I, I'm just praying this team Taz stuff is done for. Like, real quick, is that the first to... time they've actually put that belt on the line? I think it's been on the line a couple times before, but it's the first change, obviously, because Brian Cage was the first one. Yeah, because I'm like, I he's been carrying it around. It's like I, I don't remember him ever defending it, but they at least or twice. Defense, yeah, I was just saying it's been once or twice they've defended that yeah. thing. Okay. But I'm I'm the same boat. Like I I'm I've been tired of Team Taz and Ricky Starks to me got more upside potential. So you might as well put the title on him. I you feel got like more upside potential away from Team Taz. I feel like yeah, Hobbs may have been a better choice, but I don't know what they were going for. Right. I'm I was not, say, like I feel like I'm not the, the belt, Dave Meltzer Booker of the Year here. Uh, Khan is so. You'd think with Homelander running creative and trying to, you know, end racism, he would have thought that Brian Hobbs would be the better choice, but. Y'all say, y'all say David's fucking name, and I got immediately. No, Brian versus, I I, I meant Brian and Hobbs, like Brian versus Hobbs instead of Brian Stark. Brian versus Hobbs, yeah, that that happened in past five. That's what I meant. Okay. It's not, but I'm I'm trying to say. I sold my Fast and Furious joke, too. It's crazy. (laughs) I'm sorry, y'all, y'all say y'all say David's fucking name, and I immediately <laughs> feel like I'm getting a fucking aneurysm. Anyway, um, you know, it, nah, I feel crazy. like I feel like that title, Reed, like that title should be on like a bigger guy. But uh, hold, on, hold on, real quick, Reed. he ain't even the worst. I'm gonna just say that right now. He's not even the worst. I think you sometimes a little hard on him because he could be worse. No, I'll leave it at that. No. Go, go ahead, continue. No. No, like I, I saw. So you know who you know I'm talking about is worse, but yeah, he's worse. He's I, just for for me, for me, for me, he is. Like somebody, somebody tweeted the other day. Like I wonder what uh, they're doing when they see uh, the, the the pop the edge guy. And I'm like, hopefully, they're him and him and Alvarez are somewhere in a circle drinking bleach, waiting to step off that stool. Damn. Yeah. So. I've been one for saying like I feel like the the like the MTW title should be on like a bigger dude. That's why I think like Hobbs would have made more sense. But like I said, I'm I'm cool with Ricky holding it down. But Team Taz never really hit like that. Like initially when it first started, I was like, okay, this is something dope. But this was before like we got oversaturated with fucking factions. Now at this point, it's like it's not doing nothing for me. It hasn't been in weeks. So y- y'all need to just move on from this. Honestly, I'm, I'm I've been done with this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't Agreed. say the title needs to be on a bigger dude because I mean Taz isn't a bigger dude, but it needs to be on a badass. And Ricky Starks, 
uh, as talented a of a wrestler as he is, is not a badass. No, not at all. Like Ricky Starks is TNT material, Miro is FCW material. Like they honestly are holding the wrong championships. Give Miro both. Fuck it. Ricky, Ricky don't even need I agree. To I agree. He don't. He don't. I agree. Uh also I Christian and Matt Hardy, that was I thought was always gonna be a good match. So anybody that wasn't expecting it, one Christian and Matt Hardy are like 30 year veterans, bro. Like they're gonna have a good match. <laughs> they were gonna have a good match, no matter how old they are, no matter how broken down Matt Hardy was. Christian is one of the best all time in that ring. He's gonna get a good match out of his, you know, a guy he's worked with several times. So don't worry about it, bro. Yep. Uh, also, uh, since I did not see like the first half hour of Dynamite, was Jade on the show at all? This is the second week without Jade. It's actually like more than two weeks, but this is the second week since I've called it out. So where's Jay? We will see this Wednesday. If she don't show up this Wednesday, I don't want no vignettes. I want her wrestling. She need to be wrestling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen her. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm never that consistent when I watch it, but you know, from what I keep up with, I haven't seen or heard much of her aside from some tape promos and the whole thing about. Uh, People buy uh, bidding to be her manager or valet, whatever. Like that, that that's the most I've heard about it the last few weeks. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, she's and she's like not even project. she's not even wrestling on dark or anything either. Dropping the ball, so. man. Y'all got like twenty wrestling slots on dark, so that's inexcusable. Right, both darks. Both yeah. darks. Yeah, and rampage coming up. So that'll be four shows that this woman. Should be on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She should be champion. It's like give her no, all no. the championships in no, AEW. No. Not yet. Give her all the titles at AEW. Like give her okay. let her beat Kenny for all his belts. Cause I think she really she could take Kenny in the fight. Listen, let somebody take all those fucking belts off of Kenny. I'm so sick of this shit. Yeah, it's not yeah. hidden. It is it's only hidden with Kenny Omega fans. Like, and now with this Jay White bullshit, he's probably gonna get that title too. Right. Yeah. That was AEW. That's, that's gonna be a At strike. Least all I remember. I'm, I'm gonna have to go finish that show. Uh, I feel like I would enjoy uh, Moxley and Anderson. Was that a good match? Yeah, Sarah J did all right. <laughs> Yo, okay. So, 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 right. so, just, just okay. tell me now. <laughs> just, just tell me now. So, like, cause I, I haven't listened to your show yet. So while we're here, just just let me know now. Let me know. Uh, so basically, basically, what I said was, you you want to talk about my show, or would you like me to read? I, I would let I, you go. Nah, nah. <laughs> well, I mean, because I I, I, kinda, I kinda got the gist of it. I, 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 I'll let you go into detail. But basically, okay, you, you know how you know how the thing with, with Sarah J is like, you know, you can enjoy it, but you know, the face and the voice just don't hit for you. Like that's like where I was like, okay. For, with, with, Matt with Mox, explain. It's kind of the same thing. But yeah, go ahead. Matt, go ahead. explain it. <laughs> okay, so basically I said that when Mox wrestles, I enjoy watching him wrestle, but there are aspects of the character John Moxley that I do not enjoy. I'm not a big fan of him using Wild Thing uh, as a now permanent theme song, and I'm not a big fan of the paradigm shift. I've never been a big fan of a double arm DDT as a finisher, but I just I don't like it. And then I said, it's kind of like Sarah J. 
I enjoy the work she does on Pornhub where you guys can find us, but I don't like listening to her talk or looking at her face. There are aspects of her I don't like, but I can still enjoy the work she puts in to her craft despite the other aspects that I don't like, just like Mox. He can put on a good match and I can enjoy it, but there are just a couple things here that I'm not sold on. That's true. And then I said, so he's the Sarah J of AEW and immediately said, a lot of people are going to be mad at me for saying that. I mean, I when I heard it like that, I'm like, okay, uh, not not so against it. Like initially, I'm like, Yo, that, that sounds fucking crazy. Like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I've kind of had some of the well, same. Both opinions. PC commented on it, and then you shot me, or I think you both commented on it, and you're like, wait, what? I'm like, you just have yeah. to. Hear you just you just have yeah. to. Hear no, because I mean, like. If I'm being honest, I've had a lot of the same opinions when it comes to Mox. So, I mean, by that logic, I'm like, okay, I can see it. I'm trying to find this tweet where, uh, I'm trying to find this tweet. I can't find it. Meanwhile, Katie, your thoughts on Sarah J? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Thumbs up, sure. Are you familiar with really Sarah J? I'm sure. No. All right, I, I, I can't find a tweet, but I got so, you. Sarah J. I, like, I, I, told, I told you, I like how on the episode, right, as soon as as soon as soon Matt mentioned Sarah J, Vince just went off cam for like the whole rest of the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, let me find out he don't know about Sarah J either. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, but all right, so like one time, it was like 2014 or so, Sarah J uh, tweeted out uh, something about a seven-year-old recognizing her uh, and she was very disturbed. So somebody replies to her and he says, well, maybe the kid thought you were Triple H. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. I felt no, I, I did, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that. And I, that's, that's not even the first time I've heard that. That was, the first, that was the first comparison. That was the first one. And what makes it worse is because you remember I was watching 2002 back and like going in 2003 was when he like shaved everything off. And I he saw a curly clean shaving face and I'm like, <laughs> it's not helping. It's not helping. All right. Enough Sarah J talk. Bad. Uh, we, we moved from Sarah J to talking about Raw uh, appropriately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. More, more of this on Matt's show, but we're we going to tone it back now. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Monday Night Raw because uh, I don't want to waste more time. But uh, I don't appreciate what was done to Jinder Mahal's bike. And we'll, we'll have more on that later. And uh, I enjoy uh, serious Bobby Lashley uh, has returned to form. More on that later. So that's that's what I got from Raw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Smackdown's. Uh, SmackDown was headlined by two matches. We had uh, Roman Reigns and the Usos versus Edge and the Mysterios. The first match back <clears throat> in a full arena with fans in WWE since uh, March of last year. And uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Roman uh, flipped off the crowd and uh, got into it. He got Him and the Usos got into it with this dude at ringside, like right by the entrance stage. Do you see that video? <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. And the dude was calling Jay's grill fake. Yeah, it was like some, some million dollars. <laughs> and then Roman flipped the bird to everybody. So that was fun. 
Uh, we also had Bianca Belair versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, it was it was good. Like I didn't I didn't care about it going into it because I wanted to see Bailey versus Bianca. Uh, but this match was good. For some reason, they're running it back next week. But SmackDown's good, so I trust them. So I'm not going to complain until next week. Uh, <clears throat> and we talked about this before we went on air, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But uh, down bad Corbin is being very mistreated by everybody, and I don't appreciate it. I do not appreciate it. But uh, if you want to hear more about that, go to our YouTube if you're not already on it. Um, also, Tony Storm is debuting next week. Look how thick that is. Look how thick that is. I'm real happy about this. Yeah. That's, I needed that on my SmackDown. As if I didn't need enough reasons to watch the show. She's a fantastic wrestler. And 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 I need I need this cameraman to stop being bitches and give us the angle that we want to see. Doesn't have to be long, just you know, real hey, quick. It's free television, man. The FCC monitoring everything. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Fox. They, they, they can handle it. They can handle it. Hey, some of the stuff that be airing on Fox News, guaranteed. Do whatever they need to do. What I'm saying it, it don't gotta be long. You know what I'm saying? Just a quick, you know. Beep, beep, whoop. Bang. Right. That's all. This this the last like five minutes of this show have been very horny. Sorry. Very. Because Matt's on. Why? Yeah. Uh, I, I are you moving on from SmackDown? Uh I mean if you want to talk about <laughs> something on SmackDown, then sure. Well, oh, I absolutely do because if we're gonna spend time on broke ass Corbin, we need to take a little moment to appreciate the fact that Shotzi and Knox are putting a little respect back in that women's tag division and pin Natty. On TV, Tegan getting the win this week. Shotzi getting the win last week. Absolutely. I said I said this in a in a group chat, but uh, I don't I don't mind Natty or Tamina, but together they just kind of irk me a little bit because both of these women have very bad timing individually. So together is is much more noticeable, and it kind of bothers me a little bit. Well, I'm, 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 I'm big on Shotzi myself, and anytime I see Natty lose, it's a good week for me. So if I had a superstar of the week, Shotzi would probably win week. it this week. Yep, yep. So yeah, if I was picking a superstar of the week, Shotzi would probably win it. And a landslide. But more to the point, uh, it, I said this was gonna happen, but I don't really see the point in Natty and Tamina being the tag champs anymore. I said this was going to happen because it's like it, they, they're basically Nia and Shayna reincarnated just in different versions. And the, the, seeing them with the titles, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't, nothing happens. I don't even think they defended them yet. Like it's not working no more. They've defended them, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are tag team poor in the women's division right now up on the main. Yep. Which thank God. Oh, was, oh, I'm back. Okay. Uh thank God they did those NXT women's tag team titles uh down there because they need them. But if you are right and Raquel does get called up premature of her possibly losing that NXT title, a Raquel Rhea tag team with 
Shotzi and Knox as the women's tag team champions going back and forth between SmackDown and Raw so that I can get that and still be okay with it because now they're on both shows justifiably uh, would not be a bad thing. And I would love to see Shotzi's tank on Raw and SmackDown in front of a live crowd every week. Good point. That's a good point. I'm all the way done with that. That was SmackDown. And uh, now we can go into our main course. Money in the bank. Money, 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 money. I enjoyed the show, man. Like, what's good? What's I good? was, I said this on a, whatever the show, I don't, the show, it doesn't have a name, but uh, the show that, you know, Kyle and uh, RN, well, RN doesn't host it, apparently. There's, there's this other guy who I've never seen of before in my life um, that's supposed Bastard. to be hosting the show. Uh, <laughs> un, the, un, the untitled, the untitled yeah, Friday. Whatever the show is called, because the show does not have a name. That's why I said whatever it's called. Uh, I, I promise you, I'll, that sounded so unprofessional without context. <laughs> like, y'all was on this fucking podcast the other day, whatever the fuck. Uh, but yeah, like I said on that show, I was downplaying in my mind how much of a difference the fans would make, but they really made a difference. And uh, I've enjoyed these last two. WWE fan favorite shows, even the AEW shows, I enjoy too. Like hot mm-hmm. crowds, interested in everything, makes a difference. So, uh, Money in the Bank was was no different. Uh, we started off with the Usos versus the Mysterios for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Uh, grade pending for me because I I only listened to the match because I was at Versus Pro Wrestling today. You can check that out on Twitch. Check that replay out. I was there. Uh, working, but I had the, the match going in my headphones. My phone's in my pocket, so I didn't see it, but I heard it. Usos won the tag titles. Wasn't expecting that. So, like I said, man, I gotta, I bet you seven bucks why nothing has changed from this storyline. <laughs> What'd you guys see, think of this see, match I, if you saw I did, I did it. I did it. No sell the joke this time. You see? You did. I got you. I appreciate it. <laughs> So I, I'm I'm gonna be a little bit I'm gonna be a little bit mean and I'm gonna die a letter grade only because they were supposed to wait till SummerSlam where we are gonna be in attendance to see it. Uh, but it's a B plus for me. Uh, it was like everything I expected to see out of these two teams. I'm sure if they want to run it back again, they could even do an even better match. But um, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't expecting to see it. The change happened not, at least not on the kickoff show. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Ultimately, the outcome is what we all wanted, so I'm not mad. I'm just docking letter grade because they could have waited. That's all I'm saying. But B plus. A. One thing happened, and it was the only thing I really wanted to happen, and I was so fucking happy. I didn't care what else happened on that show. One thing sold it for me, and I'll talk about it when we get to it, but... Uh, Every other match could have been terrible, and that one thing would have—I still would have given the show an A. So, but for yeah. this match, though, like this okay. match specifically, hey. <laughs> oh, you were talking about the whole show, so like, I got confused. Well, yeah, no, I'm also giving this an A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just saying I'm giving this an A, but even if this was trash, something had happened. 
it wouldn't have mattered. I still would have probably given the whole show overall an A because of that one thing. But this match definitely gets an A for me. Yeah, uh, I'll give it an A, I guess. It was it was a good match. I expected nothing less because they're all great. Um, yeah, a little sad we didn't get to see it at SummerSlam, but it's all right. See, that don't bother me none. That's why I got like, I'm not docking well, it. You're a letter. not gonna be there. Well, I have to say like, it's oh, you got your you because, you, yeah, 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 we all good, bro. Yeah. The only wow. person who's not going to SummerSlam on this call is that guy right up there. Got oh, kids. Screens. Bring them. I don't. <laughs> not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Uh, but we got our first match on the actual pay per view. Uh, kicking it off, women's money in the bank match, and uh, Nikki Ash wins it. Uh, that was my pick. Uh, I picked Naomi on our show, but my realistic pick was Nikki. And uh, for my grade, I'm gonna give it a fluctuating grade because uh, it was a lot of stuff that happened in the match that it, it was changing the grade for me in the middle of the match. Uh, a lot of stuff I didn't like, a lot of stuff I liked. Um, but my final grade, uh, it, it's a B, it's fine. Uh, but I, it, it was too much of Natty doing a bunch of nothing. Like she was just there a lot, but mm-hmm. she wasn't doing anything of substance. She was just there trying to stop people from climbing the ladder, but not trying to climb the damn ladder herself. So like, why are you here? I don't you need know. to be in the match. You yeah, shouldn't need to be in the match to begin with, but I mean, like, what can you do Sonya when you have like four possible women that could compete in this match on that show? So. Sonya could have took that spot. She could have just said, fuck it. Uh, all, all y'all trying to, you know, complain and stuff like what Liv was. But I'm like, listen, we, we, we're short. You know, we got new people getting called up. I'm going to take this spot. I'm going to take one for the team and take a shot at it. Like, nobody would have complained about that at all. Yeah. Uh, but, another, uh, another thing I didn't like, uh, they, they did the burial spot that they did with Braun a couple years back with Alexa Bliss. This is like a like, five foot one, 120 pound woman. Why are you doing it? <laughs> I feel like they do that every year though. And it's really like, I don't understand. Like, can y'all cannot come up with something different? Like, especially did, for- AEW did it last year uh, with Brian Cage. But especially for the smallest girl in the entire like, match, like it, it didn't make sense. It, it, it was a toss up. Did you not learn woman. earlier in the group chat that size does not matter, Reek? We had this discussion. <laughs> she is possessing people's minds. She made Zelina climb down. You bury the demon as deep as possible so that it doesn't get out and fuck you up. That was genius by them. They're, they're live. She's not going to be able to do anything supernatural. Like if it was in a Thunderdome, okay, maybe. Hey, she literally did something shit. supernatural. She looked right in Zelina's eyes, possessed her, and backed her ass down the ladder. She well, did all something the, supernatural. All, all the funky stuff, that's dead. That's over. They could have shot Pyro off during the match. They could do shit. I mean, they could do she that. Is, she is the female devil incarnate, and you need to make it's sure she thing. does not get up. That bad, you can be the female devil incarnate and still be a baby face. I mean... I mean, if that's the case, why not go over to the announcer desk, do what they do like in last man standing matches, turn the whole fucking desk over on her, if that's the case. Because it's a fucking ladder match. So you use ladders. This is not an announce table match. (laughs) You bury her with ladders because there are a shit ton ringside. That's why. I mean, he's got a good point. 
All right, let me finish mine and then we, we can all move on. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> I, I, I do want to say I feel like this this love that Liv Morgan has been receiving the last couple of weeks seems kind of disingenuous. Uh, it seems like we're we're trying to force her into a spot where she should just organically grow into instead of just trying to make it happen right now. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm alone that. on that. But I feel uh, like everybody's you. just assuming. Like I seen in the chat, like. It was, she was compared to Becky and like, no, no. Yeah, I'm like, yo, calm down, mm. calm down. Anyway, yeah, cause um, that's the second time I heard him say that. Like, stop it, bro, please. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not gonna compare the rise of Becky to what Liv is getting. Liv is getting like, she might be turning a corner. She's an underdog. Becky, Becky was when, not when, an underdog. She, right, like when Becky snapped at SummerSlam that year, that was like, that was an explosion. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing that with Liv. We're not even close to seeing that with Liv yet. We're seeing something, but not that. Now, now if, if we continue to build Liv, give her a moment at Survivor Series that can propel her to win the Royal Rumble, that's different. I'm all for that. But like, she, she just started getting featured on television again. You don't give her the money in the bank with no plans for it when there's probably like three other women in this match you could have went and had some plans for that were kind of easy to make happen. Like we mentioned Naomi. If Naomi was going to win, you had a couple different things that were just already set to do with her. Nikki was the obvious choice to win. You could do something with her. But yeah, Liv, it just didn't seem organic or natural to do it. I think we should stop trying to force it now because if we force it now, we're going to get disappointed when WWE doesn't fulfill this fantasy booking that we uh, cooked up in our heads. So let's tone it. I.E. Otis last year. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, see, now. I, Somebody so give them. I'm about, I'm about, well, I'll give my grade and then I'll, I'll get into what you were talking about a little bit. So I'm going to give this an A minus solely because I feel like not only was Nikki the right Handsome choice. TC. <laughs> Not only was Nikki the right choice, but uh, she's gonna be fun as shit with that money in the bank. Like, god damn it. Um, see, I think Reek's tripping me out and he just doesn't move, and then I think I froze. He's fucking <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so, anyway, no, I think she's gonna be great with the money in the bank. Now, as far You're as gonna get a lot of thing, money in her bank with this money in the bank, yeah. push. uh, I'm with you. I do feel like it's a little disingenuous the push that she's getting, but also I know there the are push. a lot of people. The, the fan reaction to well, the push. The fan reaction to the push. But I know there were a lot of people that were behind Liv, and I think they just, people are just trying to get behind something. Now, Becky was a lot more like Austin in the fact that that was supposed to be a heel turn for her, and the fans just ate it up. Liv's not getting that. They're pushing Liv as a babyface. The worst thing that's going to happen to Liv is if she ends up like Roman because they start pushing her too much, and then we get sick of her because now they're cramming her down our throats. But, uh, you know, Nikki winning, Alexa getting buried under the ladders, which was completely logical. Uh, A minus. The only, Like I said, my I agree with you. The only downside was the mass involvement of Annette, Natalia in that fucking match for no goddamn reason. It was I, I think Tamina or Natalia didn't need to be in the match. Truthfully, they didn't because no. they did not. They did not contribute anything of note. Uh, no. I'm I'm giving this two reasons. Uh, one, 
I feel like they just they just came out of the gate like kind of just starting chaotic like like they were taking notes from previous ladder matches and they wanted to kind of get some of that 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 rhythm going. So you know that that was good. You know it wasn't the best one I've seen, but it definitely had a different feel to it. And also, I, I when you're I, ha- I have to I have to I have to make an apology, a deep apology, because I was one of those people that was not uh, receptive to this new gimmick. I was very angry, in fact. And the fact of the matter is, most of you guys know I was complaining for weeks that Nikki Cross was down on my television, showed back up on my television, and then this new gimmick came, and I was a little upset. But uh, after looking and seeing how much time and effort that she put into it, she pitched it, and she's happy, and she's on TV now, and now she has money in the bank, I, I have to be happy that she's happy. I am happy that she's happy. I'm happy that she got this push. And I do agree that this is going to make for some good TV and it's going to make for some great moments. So I'm- They laughing at you, nigga! (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why I can't, this is why I can't be sincere. This is why I can't be sincere. But yeah. uh, You were complaining about this woman taking time (laughs) off to finish her master's degree. That's why she wasn't on TV. And then she came back winning. And she came back with a gimmick that she created on her own. And that Vince loved. And that Vince is going to push and get a lot of money into her pocket. And a, and a notoriety that she would have never reached without it in her career. She's doing better than she's ever done before. And you weren't supportive of it. Just like you're not supportive of Dakota Kai anymore. We're going to talk about that at some point. Oh, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) That's false. That's false. I'm just just happy to hear what you just said. That made me happy. I I, got to do Because the thing was, too, like, I was fully expecting Zelina to win. And then when I saw Nikki crawl up there, I'm like, oh, my God. That's really about to happen, and I wasn't even mad. Like I, I, I started, I started to laugh, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like they, they're, they're serious. Like I thought, I thought this push was gonna be like stop, start. No, they're going all the way with this. I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta eat all the fucking crow this, this evening. So, like now you need to get that. Um, <laughs> I do, I do. I was a little disappointed because I thought when all six women were up on that ladder. That was when Alexa was going to get out of the ladders. Pyro was going to go off and the ladders were going to fall over and everyone was going to scatter. That's what I was expecting. I was too. But Nikki just went up there, almost a superhero, fast as lightning, <laughs> climbed over everybody, climbed over the person that everyone was like, oh, we want Liv to win so bad. Just like climbed on her shoulders, put a foot in her face, grabbed that Money in the Bank briefcase, hopped down and pissed off all the haters. And made you look stupid as fuck, and nothing could have made me happier. Katie, can you give your grade? Because I forgot one thing about uh, that I did not like about this match, specifically the Alexa spot. Um, a minus. I actually really liked the ladder spot with Alexa Bliss. Matt makes a lot of sense uh, in his reasoning with it, and like her possessing Zelina. That was cool. There's a lot of cool spots with it, but Nikki literally fast as fuck climbing up the ladder over everybody. Didn't expect it. That was so cool. And she wasn't even my pick. I'm not even mad. She was my pick, so I was very excited. 
which wasn't mine, but I'm not mad at it. She needs it. And then she yeah, can she become does. a real superhero Thanks. when she cashes in. All right. She uh, almost didn't clear that ladder, though. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another thing I did not like about that, that ladder spot with Alexa Bliss is that she gets buried under all these ladders. For some reason, all the women are standing outside while Liv just climbs. It's like, why are none of y'all paying attention to what's going on in the ring? So that really irked me as well. Because it was very well, long time that nobody was paying attention. Well, if if you if we're following Matt's hard movie logic here, they wanted to make sure that the undead zombie possessed chick didn't do some freaky shit and send all the ladders in different directions and come out. They know, already like put bed all out the of ladders on top of her. What more ladders could they <laughs> put on top of her? Well, because like you know, you know, in the horror movies when they fucking when they knock the killer down and when they do some shit, they gotta stand there and watch and see if he's gonna pop up again. Like I hate that's that shit. Probably what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on, because you know I'm gonna get upset about this lack of logic uh, that goes on in these stories. Um, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, AJ Styles and Omos defeat the Viking Raiders. Uh, I'm going to give it a C, man. This this match wasn't hidden with me. I love Omis, and we're going to talk about Omis in a second. But, uh, yeah, the, these these crowds, they, they didn't care for the Viking Raiders at all. Like, one of the Raiders got a hot tag, and it was very uh, no reaction whatsoever. Uh, Omis, I'm, I'm going to hype my guy up, man, uh, because uh, – He's, he's great. He's legitimately great. And people are talking about, oh, he can't wrestle. This guy's seven foot three. He is not going to be out there wrestling like the Young Bucks, bro. Because I know that's who these people want him to wrestle. He's not going to be wrestling like the Young Bucks. Ow. Like, I don't know. He's seven be- foot three. No seven foot. He's better than any other seven foot three guy that's come along in a long time because he's actually athletic. He, he played basketball at Central Florida. Like they get yeah. to the tournament every now and again. I think he played at March Madness. Like he's that type of athlete. Yeah, see, I, I agree with that. And I and I'm gonna take it a step further, but go ahead. Yeah, so uh, but I will say, uh, at least in K it looks like he's starting to get exposed a little bit uh the longer this goes on. So uh, somebody eventually is gonna take advantage of it. Uh but uh Omas on Twitter uh has a message for y'all. Uh, to everyone that says Omas can't wrestle or he sucks, well, I hope y'all keep the same energy when it's all said and done. So, almost uh, with a shout out to his haters. But yeah, uh, I, I'm very interested in, uh, in where this guy's going, man. Uh, what grade do y'all give this match? Let's see, it it was an okay match. Yeah, the outcome was kind of obvious. Omos is a fucking giant. You can't take him out. And they're not going to do the first match. Fans are back? No. It was predictable. It wasn't even that good of a match, honestly. My opinion, but see. I'm going to give it a B. Because I understood that the crowd wasn't in it. But realistically, we watched a whole year of wrestling where crowds weren't in it at all. So when I think back on it, like the, the the war raiders is I, I'm never calling them the Viking Raiders. That 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 name don't hit with me. Uh I, I look at like a lot of the matches that they've had. They they they're they're going the route of the ascension and I don't like that. But 
it's like that that never takes away from their product in the ring. At the end of the day, it's them and you got AJ Styles in the mix, which he's not he's never gonna not show up. And then you got Omas, which it's like, yeah, he he's you see, starting to see a little bit of the cracks here and there. You don't need to show so much of him, but the bit that you did see of him lets you know that, damn, for the tall, giant guys that they've had, you know, in, in the company over the years, it's like, this is one that really you could probably get the most mileage of. I think, to me, Amas could be what they wanted the great Kali to be. Only, you know, he was just limited in the, the motion and movement that he was able to do. Omas isn't going to be limited, but again, you have to tone down all this time that you're doing because you don't want to see too much and you know overexpose the guy but no i just think with a hot crowd this match would have hit a lot better that just for me that that's really the only thing that really brought it down i, I thought it was a decent match it's just it's hard to when you're when you have the crowd available and they're not in it it's hard to invest into it so i understand that too to stay on brand giving this match a d <laughs> For the big fat dick that it sucked. Uh, the build was terrible. It revolved around AJ Styles trying to get into Money in the Bank and Omos feuding with the tag team on the side in the back of AJ trying to get in the Money in the Bank. So the build was shit going into this from the get-go. And they've taken one of the better, more athletic, and handsome tag teams in WWE in the Viking Raiders and made an embarrassment out of them. Like it bothered me when they were doing the stupid, like force Turkey leg bullshit after coming up from NXT, but I let it go because they're feuding with the street profits. It, that was good. That was fun. They did some cool shit there, but now from again, from where they were in NXT and what we saw from the war Raiders to the fact that these guys come out, with that music and that entrance, and they get no response from the crowd. They don't even give a shit about them. Almost like they don't even know who these guys are, and they're former tag team champions. It's a fucking disgrace. That's why I said the way they do the these tag teams. Because the Ascension, the Ascension was the shit in NXT, and as soon as they got called up, it was just a quick. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a decline. It was just a steep ass quick drop. But here's the difference: the Ascension in NXT weren't that great of wrestlers, which is why their matches were so short and why the fans would count how long their matches were. Viking Raiders were putting on bangers down in NXT in that tag division. They were going, and they can go, and they can wrestle, and they can do everything that guys their size shouldn't be doing. So the fact that this is where we're at, like, no, dude, I'm not, I'm not riding with that. That gets a D. You're muted, sir. I'm not mad at it. I do that a lot. We do There's a lot of things I do uh, habitually on this show that I don't understand. Uh, but anyway, uh, we get a SummerSlam advertisement, a new one uh, with the Cardi B song, and, and Sasha Banks is in the ad. So I will uh, be getting to see Sasha Banks for the first time ever. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Where is Boston? Yeah, I'm fired. Yes. <laughs> um, also backstage, uh, Roman Reigns and somebody's bitches celebrate with all their championships. That's the new tag team name. Somebody's bitches. Mm-hmm. That's 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 gotta be the worst investment this year. Buying and, the, the nobody's yeah. bitch t-shirt. And I bought Dogecoin. <laughs> so, yeah. I agree. Uh, we transitioned that into 
the WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley, uh, <clears throat> the almighty WWE Champion Bobby Lashley. Uh, all hail the almighty. All hail the almighty. Uh, defeated a uh, former WWE Champion uh, Kofi Kingston. And uh, this, uh, this was like five minutes. He got his ass cooked. He got cooked. Adrian, you didn't go down like that, huh? He got cooked. Unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I'm going to give it a B, man, because uh, Kofi Kingston was the uh, sacrificial lamb uh, to rebuild Bobby Lashley into this force because the almighty WWE champion, he, he'd been lacking. He, he'd been out here, you know, partying with women, very beautiful looking women. Like he's been having a good time, but his, his mind has not been on trying to maintain that championship. He, he got taken to the limit by Xavier Woods. He got beat by Xavier Woods. And uh, he said, that was the last straw. Like, I can't be out here getting beat by Consequences Creed. I can't be getting beat by the guy that replaces Pac-Man Jones in matches. Like, that's that was like his first claim to fame. So, can't be out here losing to that guy. Like, he was kind of offended losing to Xavier Woods. Like, if I was Xavier Woods, I would be offended that you were offended that much by losing a match to me. But that's how it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's next for Lashley? Or should I say, who's next? Boo. Can we not? Can we not? Ain't nobody want to talk about Oldberg, no. Uh, what, I, what, what I say before we went on air, there's no Goldberg slander. I'm not even saying, <laughs> I just don't care. I just don't care, man. <laughs> Oldberg no, I, does nothing. Brock at least does shit. I want Brock, so that's, that's that's what I want. I'd rather hey. I hate them both. I'd rather have Brock because that's because that's because Brock's a bitch. But whoa, here right. there. no Brock Lesnar slander. What are you guys' grades? I also hate Brock, <laughs> but that's for personal bias reasons that involve. We understand history. your reason, which I don't agree with either. But is is you don't have to. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> my calling um, Brock Lesnar like. At least I can, I, I will understand and, and respect your reason. We can name call the beast incarnate. I can actually do what I want. So you you, you do that. Man Bunt Brock look like he kills people on the side. So I mean just then kill me, that's fun. Until until I get the fuzzy handcuffs, I just want everyone that's watching the show to know that when I hold my arms up like this, it means that I've been handcuffed and told I'm not allowed to say things about someone. So uh, that that'll be the symbol going forward until I get, I find the fuzzy handcuffs for this show. Uh, I'm gonna give this a C minus. I'm I I heard your reasoning and yeah I get it, but I'm still not happy about seeing Kofi go down like that to another guy like he did Brock. Like obviously this was a little longer, but still I don't like seeing these big guys beat on Kofi because that's Kofi's whole thing is like he's not the biggest guy, but he can still go and not getting any offense and just getting dragged and beat across the arena in title matches in the main like i don't like seeing it i'm not happy about it uh, yeah gotta do what you gotta do sometimes i uh not to I'm gonna, be honest, I'm gonna be honest with you i was very close to giving this an f i'm gonna just say d minus and here's the reason they uh they sold us a bill of goods that they did not deliver on. The fact of the matter is, yes, when you have a champion who's been built the way that Bobby Lashley's been built, he needs to be dominant. We, we, we talked about it on the show all the time. He had gone 
X amount of months and weeks at a time, not a single pinfall victory, not a single loss, all the way up through winning the championship and maintain that all the way on through. And then, you know, this, this whole, this, this skid that he's been on, he took a, took a loss to Kofi at one point, uh, the roll-up, and he lost to X last week. You're like, okay, so he, he, needs to, he needs to get back on it. Like, he's lost his edge or whatever. But then it's like you brought back this momentum from Kofi that we hadn't seen in about two years. The way he came out, you heard that the fans were behind. It was like, it was like Kofi Mini all over again. You built it like this was going to be a big matchup. Fans, guys were gonna... Well, listen, listen. It, it, it was the it was about the way it felt. You built it up like this was going to be a clash between two guys. It was going to be at least at least a fight. You know, what I'm saying not a, not a complete beatdown. Like if we wanted to see, you know, a, a, a just a straight knockout drag him dude get his ass beat, we could have watched Cena and SummerSlam seven years ago. You know, what I'm saying that's not what this was supposed to be. You build this as Kofi getting his second chance to climb the mountain again against the unsurmountable Bobby Lashley. Yeah, it was going to be a tough task, but at least it would be a fight. This was just, you, you remember, you know, back in the day when you, when you got a trouble in school and the principal called home, and you know, as soon as you get home, that ass was grass. That, that, that's what he did to Kofi. And that was not what you promoted. So by that logic alone, and not that I have a problem with Bobby being dominant, but that's not what you sold me. Can, like, can I can I counter can I counter it with this? It was like everything that they sold you was before Lashley decided to flip this switch, which is why it went that way. I mean, yeah, but again, by by that logic, to keep the champion strong as you should, fine. But it's like the whole point was. This is going to be a big, this is going to be like a, if Kofi got in some offense, like hit his finisher or something crazy, at least knock Lashley off his feet or something like that, at least show some life. I got no issues, but he was dead from the this, this first time he got hit. There was nothing to be gained out of this. It's like, I, I thought this could be like close to the end of the show. It was like the third match on the card. And then you did that. It's like, what was the point? What am I watching this for? You could have did that I, on all. It matters is the Almighty WWE Champion is still Almighty yeah. WWE Champion. True. I, I would I would like to change my grade and agree with him. He has sold me. I'm gonna go D minus as well. Uh, if Man. we had hold on, I thought about this as he was saying it. If we had seen a match, and it looked like Kofi was going to maybe get one over at least get like a, a close two count on Bobby and then he snapped and he beat Kofi into a DQ finish and had him stretchered out that would have done the same thing for Bobby and not embarrass Kofi that's acceptable, that's acceptable. Like, even even Cena hit his finisher on Brock before you know the 20 what was it like uh, multiple suplexes in a row when Suplex City was 17. first constructed. Yeah, 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 17. He at least got to hit his finisher, put him in the STF and sit like that. Kofi didn't get to do shit. Like, True. Come on, man. Uh, moving on, uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair with the CH uh, defeats Rhea Ripley, uh, which is uh, only only finish I would have accepted for this match. 
so I'm gonna give it an A plus off that alone. They put me out of my misery with this Rhea Ripley reign. Uh, I think I said that wrong. They put this Rhea Ripley reign out of its misery. Uh, but also, I'm, I'm giving it an A plus because this is these are two women like Charlotte Flair is 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 hit or miss sometimes with with everybody. Uh, and then Rhea Ripley, this whole reign has not been it either. And for them to come out and have this match, nobody really cared for the build up to it. Uh, going into the match when the match started, nobody cared about the match, but they got the crowd on their side. They got the crowd 100% behind them, both of them. Uh, and it made me enjoy uh, the finish to this match. And I feel like this uh, sets up a, a potential blockbuster for, for Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam. This is what? 13th championship. Yep. Somebody uh, is rumored to be back soon. So the rematch from three years ago, SummerSlam, possibly. And that's why I'm going to agree with you. And I'm also going to give it an A. We went from we want Becky Chance and then Peacock censoring the shit out of this match when Charlotte told the crowd to suck it and started walking around flipping everybody off to them chanting, This is awesome. And if you can take them from cheering for someone who's not even in the match to be out there because they didn't care about it so much to being invested in the match by the end of it, you've done a great job. So for that reason alone, on top of the fact that the right person won, I'm going to give it an A as well. Which I also felt like Charlie was like, hey, fuck this. I ain't cheering for nobody else over me. I'm about to switch it up. And they they flipped it to another group. That was that was the important thing for me, and I'm I, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because it honestly it kind of reminded me of the main event of my favorite WrestleMania, which Matt can appreciate because it took place in Chicago, John Cena versus Triple H. Going into that Triple H, everybody was on his side. They were they were sick and tired of Cena. They didn't think he could go with Triple H, and then by the end of that match, they were like, "Oh shit!" He just tapped out Triple H. He had a great fucking match. And it's like they at least closed that out on a positive note. With this match, it was just like, I expected it to be good, but I've said this before, ever since Rhea came up, it's been like, I haven't liked what I've seen. I was all for her going right into the title picture, but then she had those dud matches with Oscar, which I don't know how the hell that happened. And then it's like the rest of the way, it's just been so-so. I think, honestly, this was their best match to date. I think it was almost like, we got to see with the crowd what that match at WrestleMania 36 would have been like. And once you captured that, it's like when you get the crowd alive after they've been damn near dead for most of the show so far, it's like you can't not love that. And it honestly, it kind of makes you beg the question of how can you keep Charlotte heel through this? I mean, she'll do it because that's what she does best. But it's like they all they they just loved it because it didn't matter who's playing which role because it's been confusing about who's the hero who's facing this this whole rivalry. But now, nah, when, when you when you put on that performance, I don't think the two of them have ever really missed. It's just been about tweaking little things to make it better. But A plus, most definitely. This is what I've been waiting for, Katie. <laughs> Be honest. Be honest. I'll give her an A minus. And I disdain Charlotte just because I'm so sick of her being in the title. I have too many rants, too many rants. Can, can, it, I, can I say one thing, though? The last yes. time Charlotte Flair held a championship was in 2019. She held the- but she's always near the title. That's my issue. Like, she's not doing anything else, just trying to chase a title. 
that that's my personal issue with it like i understand she hasn't held one but that's she's the always they, 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 they chase the championships so that sounds, like, that sounds like actually, the logic for people who hate tom brady like he's always winning championships actually it was not 2019 she was the nxt champion last year well like the raw what well, well, smackdown like last time she held a raw when this title was 2017 i think yeah Championships a championship. She was champion last year. And hey, she hey. won the Royal Rumble to win that championship at WrestleMania. Yeah. No Charlotte Flair slander on this show. No more. <laughs> <laughs> New rules. I don't like these rules. Well, look, this this she hates Charlotte. I do. But it wasn't it was a good match. I hate a lot of people I like, but I don't know about that. I, I'm sorry. I, I hate a lot of people. Uh, no, like Reek said, this was their best match. Like, this feud has been dead, but they, they pulled it out for this. Like, I'm going to give them credit for it. Also, fuck Peacock for trying to censor Charlotte because that was some bullshit. I, I don't get can't that. say that. My whole thing, my whole thing is pay per views are supposed to be like, you do what the fuck you want to do. Like, I remember the first time I heard somebody curse on commentary on a pay per view. I think uh, first, first it was Taz. When, when Taker showed up after the Rumble, then um, it was backlash. When when Vince when Vince and the, the Spirit Squad beat Shawn Michaels and Jr. said, "Oh, that's bullshit." I'm like, "Whoa, wait a minute, y'all can say, it, but it's a pay per view, so it's like, cool, yeah, yeah, say what you do, what you want." But it's like, I, I, I don't know. P- P- but Bobby can say NBC, bullshit so. on Raw, okay, and then replay it on Peacock. Now, tonight. now, mind you, technically. Peacock, I think, swings more towards the NBC side than the USA side, where USA yeah. is network cable, NBC yeah. is not. So if they're they're streaming towards that, that might be why. But you did bring up an interesting name. Uh, Mr. TC said that goats uh, chase titles. Uh, I believe goats create a legacy outside of titles uh, that you call things like streaks, uh, where they have something besides title reigns. But that's just a personal opinion. I don't know. Are you I mean, he's not wrong. He's I mean, not wrong. Char- Charlotte I like Flair that was, answer. Charlotte Flair was not... undefeated at WrestleMania until. Uh, so I no, I'm just saying, defeated. like, we're you about. don't need to be chasing the title to be a goat. You can do things outside of chasing titles and create a legacy outside of chasing titles. Charlotte Flair's not fifty. Perfect example. Perfect example. Just play devil's advocate here. Uh, Maybe beating Trish Stratus at SummerSlam in front of a Canadian crowd? That's That kind of plays into what he's talking about. Building legacy. Just saying. Well, what was she going to do after that? Win more titles. Just saying. Doesn't have to, though. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But uh, well, we, we, we talked about that, uh, that censorship, Charlotte Flair, and uh, I think that might have caused a glitch in the system uh, because the cop ends up getting erectile dysfunction during an Applebee's ad shortly after this match. And uh, which I I have a theory on this. Uh, the universe saw that the lackey to the fake king over on SmackDown was in a commercial and they decided to put a stop to it. That's Get my theory. out of here. I have a retort to that. I think that in reality, 
the uh, the people that were in charge back there in production, they're like, why is Baron Corbin on this commercial? Why is he in Applebee's when he clearly don't have no money to spend? He's like, no, nah, we're going to get this shit off TV. And what they did was they started trying to cut the feed and they just did a, a little tug of war. Like, no, get this shit off the TV right now. And they're like, no, listen, we're on pay-per-view. We're live right now. No, fuck that. I don't want to see Baron Corbin on the street. They just kept going playing tug of war for however long that glitch lasted because stop putting out false advertising when it comes to Baron Corbin. We know damn well he's not going to be for nothing else but to pick up an application. That's it. I have That's a retort to that. Applebee's. I have a retort to that. I feel like your internet the last couple weeks took over the feed, and that's why it messed up. That's what happened. Damn. And, and it ended up showing ad again anyway, so that debunks your theory. I have a, I have a little aside. I don't think either of you are right. I think the issue is that Peacock couldn't figure out whether or not it was okay to have a stoner on TV, so that fucked it up because they weren't sure whether they needed to censor it or not. Well, I mean, so, the bonus is we didn't. I mean, they did an RVD so. documentary though, so I don't think that's the case. Yeah, they show RV. They they show RVD giving Vic some rolling papers. I don't think they care that much. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but everything uh does shortly get back in order. Uh, so we get to the men's money in the bank ladder match. And if y'all want to go big, just say that because Big E wins. The Money in the Bank Championship. I call it a championship. It's the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, and that was my pick to win the men's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. So I'm giving it an A plus, man, because it was a lot of stuff that I like about this match. One, uh, Drew McIntyre gets his karma. We're talking about people getting their karma. The Drew McIntyre gets his karma uh, for messing with gender's bikers. Gender come down and beat his ass and they carried him out to God knows where, hopefully very, very far away from any championships. Uh, he can't win no championships no more anyway. So it's all good. Uh, I thought Kevin Owens died a couple times in this match and then he came back to life. Um, Ricochet is a wild boy. Whatever the hell he was doing. Uh, I, I like the big ending to Seth Rollins off the ladder. Big E climbs back up the ladder, and I'm just going crazy. Uh, he's the first black banker uh, in WWE history. So big shout out to that. And Faye Jackson is a coward. Facts. Double facts. You say you're going to do something, do it, goddammit. This is because you didn't have faith in your friend to 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 win this match, and you come on here and making these empty promises, and then just shifting away like a coward in the night. Faye Jackson, you are on our list. Yeah, yeah, you just made the list, made the blacklist. List. Yeah, coward. What's the rating uh, you guys get for this money? So, so I, uh, it's easy A plus for me. Cause this was the shortest thing to me on the card. I didn't see anybody else winning this match. It was it was a given, foregone conclusion. Uh, I did I did. I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Owens is dead or on his way to the hospital right now. Uh, he he's one of those people that you know when Matt likes to mention how Jeff just likes to jump off of shit. I, I also think of Kevin Owens because I'm like, yeah, he puts on some great matches, but I feel like the, the moments that we talk about a lot lately are have him jumping off of shit. Like on SmackDown, he had to jump off of shit just because there were ladders ringside 
And he decided, you know, there's a table here. Let me just jump off this fucking ladder. Uh, he wanted me to I, jump off a pirate ship for the hell of it. Yeah, which which I was I was okay with because you know it's it's creative, it's inventive. Sounded like like Shane when he tried to do that, but you know uh, it's environment. You want to use it? It's WrestleMania. Who gives a fuck? Do what you got. Nice. Uh, what else did I have? So. I, I was I was kind of like for a second there I was kind of thinking like maybe Seth was gonna sneak away with it, which I'm like that that didn't seem like it would make sense because if you know you had the, the tease at the end on, on SmackDown it's like no nah, he's definitely not gonna win, even though it would have made some added some intrigue to what he'll eventually be doing next month which I'm hyped for, but uh, no nah, it was it was all it was all Biggie time which you already know what the deal is like that that was. That was that was the perfect thing for him to do. Now that you know, the whole thing with Alistair Black that was supposed to happen got shelved off to the side because he's gone, and we don't need to see him anywhere in the IC title no more. So that just kind of erases that out. But yeah, I mean, can't go wrong with this. Like there was nothing. I had no complaints about this at all. Me. Uh, yeah, I mean, A plus. There was, uh, you basically covered everything. He was going to win. If he didn't win, it was going to be some bullshit. He needed it. Clearly, he's going to do something great with it. What it'll be, I don't know. I mean, hoping he goes after Lashley. But that's just, that's just me. Uh, Kevin Owens probably is dead. Um, especially after that last ladder spot, because Jesus Christ. His head bounced off the ladder and bounced off the ground. Um, and Ricochet is the goat for ladder matches. That's just a given. Look back at uh, the North American. Yep, exactly. First one. Oh yeah. He did some of the same spots in this match that he did in that one. So. Yeah, I, I think that uh that spot he did right in front of the ring was, was one he did in the ladder match. Yeah, like him falling off the ladder and then jumping yeah. off the top rope. Yeah, he did that oh. in the NA title. He almost cleared the whole group of them. He like, did. Yeah. Boy, crazy. What about you, Matt? Yeah. A plus, 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 plus. Uh, this is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of the show where I said if this had happened, it didn't matter if the rest of the show was shit, I still would give the whole show an A. This was the one thing I needed out of Money in the Bank. I have been, since they decided to put Biggie on his own over on SmackDown, I have hoped that they would push this man and give him a singles run and make it significant. I got a little worried when he was in a stalemate with Apollo there for a minute. Now I see that they have the faith behind him. They're going to push him. Him with the money in the bank is going to be more entertaining than Nikki Cross, and Nikki Cross is going to be fantastic. Uh, this man gyrating and teasing people, coming out, carrying that briefcase, sitting ringside on the couch on top of all the other great shit we saw. Now, I will say, Reek, uh, one man jumps, the other man falls, to be clear. Um, <laughs> but neither here nor there. I look at Kevin Owens more as a Mick Foley than I do a Jeff Hardy uh, for the stunts that he tries to pull and for the size that he is. Um, he's out there trying to literally kill himself for that reason whatsoever. Um, In you the know, words of the great Felicia Snoop Pearson, what's the difference? Between Jeff Hardy and Mick Foley? Between jumping and falling. 
Um, between jumping, and are you falling. taking too long to come up with the with an excuse? Here? <laughs> I feel you just wanted to give a backhanded uh, whatever it was to Jeff Hardy without you know veering too much into that territory. And you know what? I'm here to police it, Warden. Well, so the reason I was taking a while is I was trying to think of a nice way to put it. So I wasn't insulting Jeff Hardy, but we'll just move on then because I couldn't come up with one. Also, too, because I was trying to figure out what, what else I had. Uh, the big ending off the ladder, that's like the only time I feel like that finisher actually was effective. Because the big mm-hmm. ending just by itself is just a drop, which I don't see how that finishes people off. But if you're doing it from the top of the ladder, that should do something. You should ask Big E to perform a big ending on you uh, and see how it feels. I mean, I I'm not saying it's going to tickle, but like, it's, it's, that, that, it's not. You, you're for, getting for, slammed for down that, from your pelvis. That, that probably hurts. Yeah, me. but. You're landing on Big E. That is okay, literally so, two big meaty men slapping meat if he picks me up and hits me with the big ending. I'm landing on his big, cushy, comfortable, oiled up body. I don't, I, I'm with Reek. I don't see how it hurts unless it's off the ladder. It's like a, it's like a big ass belly flop onto the ring. Like, yeah, it's not going to tickle, but you think about finishing moves. Like, that's not, you wouldn't think that would do that. That's what you need. I need a backup. I need something. Submission. Something. And and, and the, the gender thing, listen, I, I, I like this rivalry, but the fact of the matter is, it ain't no karma because gender started this all being a little bitch about a text back. And Drew started now all of a sudden wants to start snatching people's, snatching people's swords and shit like that, theft and whatever. Like, listen, bro, don't don't, don't, be, listen. don't be a little baby about it. We, yeah, they grown ass, man. Come on, Imagine. Man. Imagine you, you got this friend at work who you travel with. You guys don't do anything at work, like not at all. You got show up to work, have to be there for eight hours every single day and do nothing but just sit in the locker room and you got to go travel to the next town and do it all over again. And imagine that guy leaves and he comes back and he's more successful than you and he just starts acting fake. You will feel a way about it. And that's the exact same thing that happened here. So you can't blame if, him for it. If I had myself before him had gotten to success and won a fucking championship, then no, I would not because we're on even playing field. He's just got uh, one you, more you title. You can't come here and act fake. Like, I, I was successful before you. You don't act fake towards me. I act fake towards you. That's how that goes. I, I'm actually with TC on this one. It's one of the rare times I'm with TC. Listen, man, Reek. What do you mean rare time? I, <laughs> I mean, not all the time are we together. There's a lot of people you like, I don't like, so on and so How many so times have I sent you a Dudley Boys gif? Because we agree. Uh, often, but. <laughs> it is not rare if it's often. I, I'm going to say between you and Reek, I, I tend to side with Reek a little more. So, but. We do these horror movie podcasts together. We've done one. We're doing another. If I found out that you you slipped away and you did one with someone else and you didn't hit me up, you didn't text me nothing, you just went and did something, you best believe I'm rolling up on my motorcycle and I'm stealing your fucking sword and we're going to have a talk about it because you're being a fake friend. You're supposed to be there for me. You're supposed to congratulate me on my success. I'm there trying to congratulate you on yours. I need a little something back. 
Drew was in the wrong. And to top that off, not only is he in the wrong, but then he sits there and tells terrible fucking stories every week that I have to sit through and listen. Granted about that, so I'm not disagreeing about that. Gender <laughs> is not coming on TV every week telling terrible stories. He's just rolling in like American Badass Undertaker on a nice motorcycle, trying to get his friend's attention, who is completely ignoring him. I am with TC on this one. Drew is the heel. Gender is the good guy here. I bet Drew never even congratulated Gender when he won. I got, I got you right now. If that's the case, then all you need to do is show up and say, I'm sick and tired of Drew's fucking dumbass story time. I'm putting it into it. That's the only reason we have to see. If that's the case, I totally agree with that. I, I'm sick, I've been sick and tired of Drew's story time. Like with, with him, he said, oh, everybody loves Drew's story time. Like, no, the fuck, they don't. They don't. You stop it. We're going to run out of time like Impact. We don't want that. Uh, backstage after the match, Seth Rollins is in shambles. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to find something else to do. And I'm going to challenge whoever wins the main event. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So we get to the main event. Edge gets that pop. And let me just tell you, when Edge comes out at SummerSlam, I'm going to have an out-of-body experience. Like, I'm going to just be totally embarrassing because I've, I've, I've never heard that pop in person, and I want it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Edge comes out. Roman makes him wait, like, 60 seconds before he enters. And... Uh, for some reason, the crowd was cheering for Roman, which I did not like. Uh, so for that, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, it's not gonna ruin my grade, but it was it was destined to ruin my grade. Uh, but I, I'm gonna give it an A plus because the last five minutes of this pay per view alone deserved an A plus, no matter how bad the match was. Uh, I enjoyed the match; it, it was good. Roman and Edge is gonna put on a banger. It had a, a main event feel, had that big fight feeling. Crowd's hot for it. Crowd's hot for Edge. They were hot for Roman for whatever reason. So I was afraid uh, for Roman to get his heat back. He was legitimately. A few moments later. Technical difficulties like we always have. Like we're a very unprofessional, professional podcast. But it is what it is. Where did I leave off? We were talking about Roman Reigns versus Edge. And uh, I gave it an A plus just for the last five minutes of this pay-per-view alone. But the match itself was a banger. Like Edge and Roman, they don't have bad matches. Um, I don't mind excessive run-ins, just when they're used sparingly. Not when they're used every single week, multiple times. But like every now and again, WWE, they, they did something where I was just like, I, I had a, a very year 2000 feel just for a moment watching this main event. Like it, it, it reminded me of when, you know, you had like Austin and The Rock and then fucking Kurt Angle would come out and then Undertaker would come out and yep. <laughs> all, all these folks would come out. That's what it reminded me of. We get to the end of this match uh, and, and Edge is about to make Roman Reigns tap. Here come the bloodline. They try to get involved and the Mysterios run them off. So might be getting a rematch of that coming up soon. Uh, so the WWE, they do this thing where they zoom in real tight on somebody. And that's the high that somebody's gonna come out of nowhere. So I was expecting Seth Rollins. Uh, I just wasn't expecting Seth Rollins to simply just walk up to him uh, with acknowledgement from the cameraman. He walks right through the crowd, uh, very retro Seth Rollins walking through the crowd, uh, comes in and uh, kicks Edge, costs Edge the championship, and looks like he's about to confront Roman Reigns 
But no, you just cost this man the championship. He's not fucking with you. Uh, and Edge and and uh, and Seth Rollins go fighting back. So Roman gets on the mic, and uh, I was gonna give him his props for a second. I was gonna give him his props. Like he gets on the mic and he because a very this is my yard now esque promo, uh, and he says, "Now you have to acknowledge me." And somebody was like, "I bet," <laughs> and we hear the trumpets, baby. We hear the trumpets. I didn't have a scene of trumpets, but I had some trumpets to play. And John Cena comes out, and I, 12 year old me, lost my mind uh, watching this pay per view. I'm, I'm always happy to see John Cena. I've been wanting John Cena to come back since last time he came back, and he wasn't around that long. And the time before that, he also wasn't around that long. And uh, cut a promo after we went off air. And he says he's back. He says it's not a one-time thing. So John Cena is going to be on TV on Friday. And uh, this week needs to go by very, very fast. And on Monday. He's apparently opening Raw. Check oh, Twitter. I, I, I don't Check have Twitter to wait outline. until Friday? Check <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter right now. Wait, 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 wait. I, w- I wish we could zoom in. Just look at Match Face right now. I wish we could zoom in. <laughs> Matt, technically oh, he is on, not Matt. signed yes. to a brand. Thank, you. Thank yep. you. I was gonna let He's you. He's not know. signed. That, that's that's <laughs> been the the case for the last like five yeah. years. Which is why I was like, "Fuck you, Edge, for going to SmackDown when you were on Raw that time." But also, I guess you weren't assigned to Raw, so whatever. Yeah, and it's SmackDown like the kind of like, house. So. It's it's like that. It's like that Legends deal. Like they're not exclusive. They just they can take around they, they, they want. They show up where they fit in. Your favorite wrestler had the same deal, so you you got to be fair to everybody else. I am. <laughs> he says angry. No, no, yeah, like why are you, you're not. <laughs> why are you so upset? They don't. They don't have. Because I feel like this is WWE's bullshit way of getting around shit, but also within the confines of the rules that they have set, which is what I asked them to stay in, they are staying in them. So I am reluctantly accepting it because while I know it's bullshit, it's bullshit that they built in. So. When they set it up, when they set it up, not retroactive amendment bullshit that I will not accept. Uh, what do you guys give this 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 match, man? Like uh, John Cena doesn't say anything to Roman. He just <sighs> let me go real quick because you look like you got something. Uh, I'm gonna go A minus for what you said. Uh, this would have got an A plus. Uh, I had a few minor issues. One, the story that we told going into this was Seth Rollins saying that he didn't think Edge was going to win, but he wanted Edge to win, so when he got the money in the bank, he could cash in on Edge because he'd rather fight Edge than Roman. So it would have made more sense to me for him, now challenging the Universal Champion and saying that's who he wanted to fight, to put Edge over Roman and not screw over Edge, even though that's where they're going to go for SummerSlam. I'm just saying, with him challenging the Universal Champion and saying he's next, that bugged me a little bit, and... As great as it was to see Cena, who got a fucking haircut, which I was very happy about, because if he came out with old man hair again, I was not going to be cool. He took the hat off. I'm like, oh, you oh got, his ceiling got cleaned is up. It. Yeah, but he got cleaned up. Um, immediately with Roman just standing there, not saying anything, and that look on his face, I'm like, oh, fuck, this is that promo battle from Raw a few years ago all over again where John came out and just punked you out 
And that is not good for all of what you've built. So hopefully going forward, we see something from Roman because I just got that feeling again of like, you're not on John Cena's level and that's where you need to be. Oh no, it's, it's going to be different this time around. Yeah, I think it's going to be Like, like Roman, Roman been, been hitting. He hasn't missed on the mic all year. So, um, but no, that, that, that should be fine. I, honestly, I, I, I was hyped that, that Cena got his, his cut because like the last times that we saw him, he was looking more like JBL than JBL with his hair. So, I was I was never feeling that. Uh, I'm giving this a plus because you know Adam Copeland has an unnatural natural talent for telling stories in matches, and I think that putting him in with the top guys in the company to craft these matches is really special. They told the story that they needed to tell. There was nothing about Edge that should have enabled him to match up with Roman physically or match his force. So him taking the beat down for a majority of that match, but then finding his spots, finding his opportunities, since he's the ultimate opportunist, that was the right story to tell. That was the right way to go. And you know they they're not gonna put on a bad match. Like they they they're gonna they're gonna hit every time. Like we're not gonna see a lot of this from Edge anymore. Like this is the the, the twilight of his career. He's going out the way he wants to. But like this is you know this is what we get to expect going forward now. Uh, I'm more hype about him and Seth Rollins, to be honest with you. Like that, that's got me more excited. I know Edge wasn't gonna win tonight, and this was just gonna set that match up. But um, I'm so hype about that. They could they could add a stip to that since it's SummerSlam, make it make it more interesting. Why not? Um, I've known Cena was coming back for the longest. I you know, this was just a formality. Uh, I expected him to come back in SmackDown because I I thought I seen something about him coming back on the 16th, but. Since he did it, it's like it just made sense for him to show up here in Money in the Bank to just set set up what we know is coming. Uh, I, a lot of people are going to say that Cena should win, seeing as how Roman did already beat him what was it, four years ago. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think yeah, I think yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be it's going to be worse for Cena this time around because they had a damn good match in 2017. So you got to tell a different story. And with Cena telling a different story means it's not going to be as competitive. <laughs> so I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just I'm using my logic here. But all this was good. All this was good. All around. Yeah, I mean, A+. plus. The match itself was great. I mean, having the run-ins wasn't bad. And like TC said, once they zoom in on edge and roman you know rollins is coming out so like typical stuff like that the barricade spots were cool i liked them and then and never never gets old as and also the fact that roman went through one and then edge put him through the other one so i liked that and then of course cena coming out i i also knew it was happening because freak has been telling me for months um I still teared up because I've been a Cena girl like through and through since he debuted. That's my guy. I literally had to dig this out because I knew I still had it. I have a fucking chain gang soldier chain that spins. I would wear it to all the live events when I was younger. Run that chain. Oh yeah, let me wear that. (laughs) You really want me to bring it? Yes. Yeah. All right, I think I still know where it is. Actually, I do know where it is. I'll bring it. But so, yeah, 
I'm very excited for Roman and Cena because I haven't seen Cena live in a long ass time. I've never seen Roman or Seth Edge back in like 2004, so I don't really remember that. I saw Roman but, Oh, there you go. So I'm just I'm just excited for the the card for SummerSlam now because now we know what's gonna happen at least for these two. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to see Cena wrestle. I saw him show up at Mania 35. Same goes for Edge. Like, I got to see Edge during his retirement period. He was doing, like, the cutting edge briefly on SmackDown. And then, yeah. you know, Cena did that thing with Elias. I haven't got to see him wrestle. So that's that's a positive. And the thing, the thing I, I, I know, like, they, they, they zoom in and stuff like that. What they don't realize is that we still see the fans turn their heads in the direction that the person exactly. is coming. So it's like the, the zoom in only does so much. Like you, all you gotta do is look at one person, turn their head, and be like, "Oh shit, somebody's coming!" And you know what's going to be ready to happen. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I miss about the Thunderdome. Yeah, you could never tell. You, and, and, and it would actually be a surprise. Yeah. There is a legend that I, I, I've seen live for myself. Seeing, I got to see John Cena wrestle The Undertaker. Uh, that during John Cena's matches, uh, he rises above. Uh, he stands at attention. Uh, in his matches, and I know TC won't do it because, but Katie or Reek, uh, I don't know where you're sitting, but if you can, I'm gonna need con- confirmation because at his age, he might need Bluetooth to do it. So I don't know if he'll be able to get it up on his own. But uh, where are you going with this? I'm not going anywhere. I'm dead serious. John Cena gets hard ons in his matches. I saw it on SmackDown in 2003. Okay. But at his age, I'm not sure if he can if he can still get it up for the match anymore. So also, oh, you, you want us to confirm if yes. that that is still true. I know TC wouldn't go for it. Like TC's, we're like, not no. going to be that close. Yeah, we ain't. That no, close. I'm literally, I'm literally <laughs> sitting Binoculars. in section 300. I'm not, I'm not going to be that close to it. <laughs> yeah, TC's a little far. <laughs> also, I had to say something to get TC just out of his. This has been episode 99. <laughs> Kings Wrestling Podcast. I will say, I will uh, say, let's let's close this out, guys. Let's plug your socials, uh, but get what you got to say. Oh, I will say it's just because it brings back an uncomfortable memory, because I that that has happened, and there's some shit that I, I never want to see again. Randy Orton was notorious for that shit, like notorious for that. Like I see more on Randy Orton than I need to see. All right, go for it. <clears throat> I have, I have, I, since since we're just on the subject, fuck it. Uh, there is an episode <laughs> of SmackDown from like 2003, and uh, is an intergender match between Renee Dupree and Tori Wilson, and uh, is unfortunately occurred in that match as well. Yeah, it's very obvious. But this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. Uh, plug your socials, guys. Ladies first. Okay, since Matt's currently laughing, um, you can find me on Twitter at KatieRasslin13, SmackDraw podcast on Twitter, SmackDraw on Instagram. I host the She Lead Showcase on Thursdays, twitch.tv slash podcast. Uh, it's Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then we have a bunch of other shows on uh twitch.tv slash putting you over I don't know times or days for those because they keep switching so, yeah. 
You can follow me at Matt Riddos, M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-E-R, on Twitter only. Also, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Smackin' It Raw Pod. That's Smackin' It Raw Pod. Uh, also, the banner under which we exist, Creation World, uh, Twitter and Instagram, The Creation World, T-H-E-C-R-E-A-T-I-A World. Uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Creation World, Facebook.com slash group slash Smackin' It Raw. Uh, number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub. So if you're ever there, come check us out. You have to find me every time. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I had a had a moment. Oh, don't mind me. Y'all can find me at Rick Havoc 24 on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, go check out the Havoc Hour everywhere you listen to your podcast. Also, YouTube for the video. I got a new episode that's going to be coming out tomorrow, as we've been talking about uh, off the record here. Uh, I'm going to get back into uh, the uh, movie uh, series specifically with horror movies we're going to be covering Friday the 13th but go check that out got some new content out recently uh this is 24-7 Malik Ricks was on my last episode so uh if you've been missing him on this show here you can go check him out over there wherever you, if you listen to Yankees Wrestling on all your platforms you should also listen to the Havoc Hour you should uh you should uh I'm TC Fontana Thespian you can follow me uh, if you want to if you would like to on Instagram at tc.fontaine uh and all your other actor profiles. If you have anybody listening that would like to bless me uh, with a, a role in your project, then I am here. Uh, that's not how that works, but I'm shooting my shot regardless. Uh, also, you can follow us at YK Wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook. I got to take care of that still. I said that last week. I'm actually going to do it. Uh, and YK Wrestling underscore on Instagram as well. Uh, and just follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us, please. We need more YouTube subscribers. Like we should probably put more YouTube content out uh, besides this podcast. That way we can build it up a little bit more. Hint, hint, guys. So talk about more of that later. But for now, this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. And we are out of here. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Plug this one more time. Because I mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, which we'll say one more time. Next week, we will be joined by the Sheely Showcase featuring the one and only greatest host in the game, Miss Kitty Bebe, and her co-host, Miss Savannah Garcia. It's going to be called Energy Media for y'all who don't know. So, yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Next week, triple digits. And we out of so, here. Episode 100. Gone. Gone. I was late this time because I, I, <laughs> I didn't know if you heard my cue. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how. Let's, let's just for for the road of double digits, one more time, and we are out of here. Gone. No. All right, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> uh,